Hey world, how are you doing? You found me. You found We Live on a Planet, and I'm glad you did. I'm your host, Patrick. Thank you so much for joining me on this Friday, July 16th, 2021. This is episode 498. I'm labeling this one Seeking Help. We got some elevator music going this morning. Why not? There it is. It's 73 degrees currently in the fine city of Oswego, New York. Feels like 73. Highs are going to be about 79. Winds are currently out of the west at 12 miles per hour. Got that one in for the archives. We're just stretching our legs today. Just going to be talking about all kinds of stuff and things. When we come back, we'll start off with our quote, and then I'll just ramble. Thank you for joining me. Maybe it's not Friday, July 16th for you, but it is for me. Whenever you are listening, I do appreciate it. Stick around. We'll be right back. Fuel up on whatever your favorite beverage of choice is. I'll be right back. I already said that. Welcome back. Welcome back, my friends. All right, here is our quote. This is from an unknown author. Reason why I'm labeling episode 498 seeking help is because of this quote. It's more like a mantra, I guess. Or just a saying. Talking openly about your mental illness is not seeking attention. It's seeking help. I like that one. Talking about your mental illness is not seeking attention. It's seeking help. Unknown. Our rusty gong. Where's our rusty gong? There we go. (laughs) I am trying to talk openly about my mental health here. We live on a planet. And just in my life in general, I'm trying to raise awareness about it and try to drop the stigma and not be ashamed about it. It's not my fault that I was diagnosed with bipolar, having bipolar over 26 years ago almost. But my appointment was good with my new therapist. If you follow the show, you know that I had a new therapist meeting and it went really well. It was in person, so that was nice. My therapy appointments have been on the phone as of late with my old therapist and um COVID restrictions have been lifted quite a bit. You still have to wear a mask in a health facility, which is no big deal. I don't mind doing what I have to do to see my therapist in person. I get more out of it, I think. Plus, it was my first time meeting with her. I kind of just dumped a lot. She probably had a lot to digest. I can tend to bounce topics. If you know me in person, I do that a lot. I did that this morning early this morning. Uh, It's early right now here in Oswego, but with my buddy Corey, he lives in Oregon. We have a time difference, but we, we chatted for like three hours and about everything and nothing. So if you follow the show, I know I always say that, you know, that I recently became a scuba diver 
and I'm really excited about that. And it was quite an accomplishment, and it took me a little bit of doing, but I got it done, and I am officially a scuba diver now. And the reason why I got into it is something I've always wanted to do, for one. And then for two, I started re reading up on it of uh, things to help with anxiety and depression. And I stumbled across this article about scuba diving and saying that it can help you with anxiety because with scuba, the number one rule is never hold your breath, obviously. But that's the number one rule. And you got to concentrate on your breath and breathe slow and easily. And if you're concentrating on your breath, that's what you need to do during panic attacks or anything. Whenever you're meditating, they always say, come back to your breath. So it seems to be helping my anxiety some. I did have um, a panic attack underwater, not a full-blown flailing panic attack, but one that did happen while I was doing one of my skill sets of clearing my mask. And we were, I don't know, 25, 30 feet. And I just was having issues doing it, and I felt like I couldn't catch my breath. And I just started kind of breathing too deep and too quickly. And um, my coach got me through it, though, so I'm very thankful. So my gear came in, though. I ordered all kinds of scuba equipment, and I'm really happy because it's quality equipment that will last me the lifetime of my diving, I'm uh, assuming, from what Coach tells me. My gloves probably are something that will have to be replaced every once in a while because we do have something called zebra mussels that are here in um, Lake Ontario where I dive and also the St. Lawrence where I'll be diving this weekend. I'll be diving over a shipwreck this weekend called the Key Storm, which I've told you about before. It sank in, I believe, 1912 in the St. Lawrence River. I can only dive to 60 foot max. That's what I'm qualified for. But the shipwreck itself is over in 120 feet of water. Eventually, I'll be able to go down and see the propellers, which are huge, because um, my plans are to advance. And I'll tell you about that more right after the break. Stick around. And magically we're back. So yeah, I want to get my advanced open water dive and advance more, but I want to dive more. Nobody's taken that away from me. I want to get more experience of diving. Advanced open water gives you the ability to go, I believe, to 100 feet. It also works on your navigation and your buoyancy, which is key. Navigation in open water, which I've learned is just real basic straight line navigation but uh with the open advanced open water you learn a lot more about using your compass but i got a really groovy dive computer that's the only thing that hasn't came in yet i'm waiting to get that that is a, a sheer water is the name of the company and it's a really nice dive computer that is air integrated so at just a glance at my computer on my wrist i'll know how much air is in my tank how deep I am. It also helps you with your ascent as you're coming up to the surface. 
after you dive anything over 15 feet or more at 15 the 15 feet mark before the ascension surface you want to do a safety stop which consists of about three minutes of staying at 15 feet above the sur right above the surface so if you dive down at 60 foot and you're down there diving for a little bit of time you have to compensate and give yourself enough air to do your safety stop to come up when you're doing your ascent and uh, my computer my dive computer will let you know if you're ascending too quickly it will vibrate which is nice to know so all those safety things you don't want to get the bends you have to blow off all that excess nitrogen that your body is built up from breathing compressed air so yeah it's quite quite a thing and um my gear like i said i had to mark it all up i i needed to i wanted to so i got myself a silver sharpie at the walls mark the other day and marked up all my gear with my initials tried to be as neat as possible with it because it's going to last me a while and uh i was talking earlier about my buddy Corey, how him and i had chatted he moved to oregon and I'm really happy for his family that he moved there because he loves it, but I miss him a lot. But at least we have the technology that we have. And um, my buddy Corey just started working at a dispensary in Oregon. And I want to have him on the show sometime so we can talk about dispensaries and dispensary etiquette because here in New York, uh, marijuana just became legalized and dispensaries are soon to be opening soon and there's certain etiquette to know about when you go into a dispensary of how to interact of the bud of like not touching it and all that stuff and the do's and don'ts and what to ask and I think we could learn a lot from him it's crazy I learned that at the dispensary marijuana is going from anywhere from two dollars to fourteen dollars a gram but he said the two dollar weed he wouldn't he wouldn't even trim if he grew it himself he would just put it in his hash bucket to make hash <laughs> and uh so you can get it for as low as two dollars a gram though you're really desperate if you're getting it at that it's swanky weed it would probably be like the marijuana that i grew up smoking that brick weed that was just terrible 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 weed he gets some really groovy things though from working at this dispensary um every he gets paid bi-weekly i think is what he was saying so every other paycheck he'll get so two times a month he gets free samples from his boss and he showed me he sent me pictures and he just got loaded up like all i thought was adult halloween trick-or-treating it was a little bit of everything in that bag and it was quite a quite a stash a, a goodie bag i was jelly i was like oh man too bad it's still not federal offense because i'd be like um ship me some of those those good those goodies <laughs> yeah they look good uh it's so nice to be able to have him in my life my buddy Stick around when we come back. We're going to just ramble a little bit more and then we're going to learn some stuff. We'll be right back.
and welcome back. All right, I'm just kind of rambling. I can't even remember what, what I was talking about or anything like that. But, oh, I do have an upcoming appointment with my doctor, my actual mental health doctor, which will be nice. And I was telling you about my therapist, but I wanted to say about my doctor, don't be ashamed about talking about your mental health, mental illness. Talking about openly about mental illness is not seeking attention, it's seeking help. Remember that is what I was talking about at the beginning of the show. Um, this has nothing to do with the show or anything, but last night we had a lot of, I was noticing in our backyard lightning bugs or fireflies, depending on what you call them. And the only reason why I'm bringing it up is I'm curious. I'm that kind of guy. Do you call them lightning bugs or do you call them fireflies? Because I call them lightning bugs and my wife grew up calling them fireflies. And I would say, oh, it's because we grew up in different states or different regions. We grew up within, I don't know, 40 miles from one another in our hometowns. We're that far apart, maybe. So it's just kind of weird to know that the same insect one person calls it one thing and one person calls it another i remember doing one show before from the fact site about fireflies and lightning bugs and how unique and how they use their bioluminescence and they're just really interesting little creatures i can't even imagine what uh ancient man thought the first time they saw a field full of lightning bugs or fireflies and you got to imagine this was the time before you know i'm thinking before fire was created or even if fire was created but no electricity where the when at nighttime the earth was really dark and i can't even imagine what they thought about when they saw one of those and you know well maybe you don't know but i know from my experience and if you've caught them before as a little kid if you accidentally squish one that bioluminescence will be on your fingers or jeans or anywhere you put and will glow for quite some time. So I wonder if like ancient man used to collect a bunch of lightning bugs, squash them up, put them on something to make things glow at night. I don't know. What do you think? I can tell you right now we are over at the History Channel's website. I encourage you to go to the History Channel's website and get a wrinkle on your brain because what I'm going to do is I'm just going to skim the fat on this one. And on today's, on today's date, 1945, at 529.45 a.m., the Manhattan Project yields explosive results as the first atomic bomb is successfully tested in New Mexico. First atomic bomb. Manhattan Project. Okay, what else? There's talk I heard on NPR the other day. NASA would like to start using nuclear rockets, which would allow nuclear-powered rockets, which would allow them to go f further into space and possibly travel to Mars with humans. All right, also on this date, in 1995, Amazon opens for business. And look at how far Amazon has come and how far Jeff Bezos is gone. He just stepped down as CEO of Amazon. I know that. And um, 
Boy, he's got a lot of money, doesn't he? Here's another one. 1999, John F. Kennedy Jr. is killed in a plane crash with his wife, Carolyn Bissett Kennedy. I remember that very well because I happened to be hospitalized in the hospital at that time on a mental health ward. And I'm not ashamed to say that, but um, it was a rough time in my life. And I remember being hospitalized and hearing the news about JFK when I was there myself struggling with my own mental health demons. Uh, religion, 1769, the first, first Catholic mission in California is dedicated. Space exploration, 1969, Apollo 11 departs Earth. Invention and science, 1935, the world's first parking meter is installed. World's first parking meter, Oklahoma City. Uh, U.S. government, 1790, Congress declares Washington, D.C. the new capital. All right, uh, art literature and film history. 1951, Catcher in the Rye is published. J.D. Salinger's only full-length novel. Never read that. Never read The Catcher in the Rye. Heard about, obviously. I think that's the book that John Hinckley Jr., is that the guy? The one that wanted to, was infatuated with Jodie Foster. I think he... And the one that shot Reagan that had um, Catcher in the Rye book on him. I could be totally wrong on that right now. Stick around when we come back. We'll, f we'll figure off a little bit more History Channel. We'll be right back. And we're back just like that. I was running out of time because I was just rambling on. Yeah, we're still at the History Channel's website. Natural Disaster and Environment. 1990, sadly, an earthquake wreaks havoc in the Philippines and more than a 1,000 people are killed when a 7.7 magnitude earthquake strikes the Luzon Islands in the Philippines. We have listeners in the Philippines. Hello, Philippines. Crime, 1979, Jeffrey McDonald is accused of stabbing his family to death. And I remember this. He was a captain... Uh, and an army doctor f stationed at Fort Bragg and there was reports that he um, self-inflicted the wounds and killed his own family and all that and I've seen shows about it on ID and stuff we watch a lot of that murder mystery shows my wife loves it I call it her porn all right, here we go. In 19, or 1863, the Civil War time, American Civil War draft riot continues to rock New York City. Speaking of wars, the our American Revolution, 1779, Anthony Wayne launches risky attack against the British forces. You can read more about that and anything that I'm reading right now on the History Channel's website. I encourage you to do that. And since we did that, I think now we head on over to the fact site. And I'm just going to skim the fact, fat on the fact site again. And it's just thefactsite.com. This is uh, written by Becca Marsh. 
And some facts about the Chihuahuas, that dog, the Chihuahua, that sh you should know about. Chihuahuas are often the type of dog that you either love or hate. It's just kind of the way it is. I, I used to own a pug for 14 years. And uh, people either think pugs are cute or they're the ugliest dog they've ever seen. Chihuahuas might be small, but are they are they feisty? Yeah. And do they have aggress aggressive tendencies? Yep. <laughs> However, some humans are captivated by their puppy-like eyes and cute appearance because they always look like puppies. Number one fact about them is chihuahuas have two different type of head shapes. There are two different head shapes when it comes to chihuahuas, which are known as an apple head or a deer head. An apple head is when the skull appears to be round in shape with a more prominent forehead. The apple head chihuahua will have a short snout and bulging eyes, whereas a deer head chihuahua have an elongated head with a longer snout. Their skull shape is more oval and their face features features are less prominent. The apple head is the most more common of the two. Uh, Taco Bell employed a chihuahua for its commercials. Remember that in the 90s, if you're old enough to remember. They, Taco Bell employed a real chihuahua for the commercials. Born in 1994, Gidget, the chihuahua filmed its first commercial with Taco Bell for its debut in 1997. And remember its famous catchphrase, Yo Kio Taco Bell, which translates in Spanish to mean, I want Taco Bell. But uh, Gidget's career ended up going on to being in Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde. <laughs> um, chihuahuas, believe it or not, are amongst the most aggressive breeds of dogs. A little chihuahua believe it or not. Chihuahuas are known for their feisty personalities and are rated as one of the most aggressive dog breeds in the world. Alongside German Shepherds, Rottweilers, and Pitbulls, Chihuahuas can be aggressive, but they can be managed. Like other aggressive dog breeds, it is encouraged to let them play and mingle with other dogs, humans, and children from a very young age. This allows them to become more used to a variety of people and be calmer with their surroundings. Chihuahuas originated from Mexico. They were first discovered in the state in the mid-19th century, around 1850. However, they were not known as the same Chihuahua we know today. The Chihuahuas we have today would have been bred with other dogs over time. When the Spanish came to Mexico, they brought small, hairless Chinese dogs with them on their ships. It is believed that these would have been bred with the native Chihuahuas to create the dog we know today. The crossbreeding emphasizes its small qualities, creating the world's smallest dog. This is weird. In February of 2014, a pack of chihuahuas, chihuahuas terrorized a small town in Arizona. And we'll talk about that when we come back. Stick around. Welcome back. All right, what were we talking about? Chihuahuas, yeah, and about how in February 2014, a pack of chihuahuas terrorized a small town in Arizona. My mama love lives in Arizona. I've visited there numerous times and been to Tombstone and all this, but this happened in Maryville, Arizona. Residents made around 600 calls to animal control in February 2014. 
there was three times the amount of phone calls made in two months compared to the previous year. The phone calls were in regards to the the rogue chihuahuas terrorizing the streets of Maryville. Maryvale. The chihuahuas were attacking school children, defecating everywhere, and even recruiting larger stray dogs into their pack. The situation was starting to get out of hand as these rogue chihuahuas were creating an untamable pack. As well as recruitment, none of the strays were spayed or neutered, so the pack was ever-growing naturally. Locals were encouraged to shut them in their garden and then call animal control to take care of them. Wow. Chihuahuas are believed to be the descendants of the Tichichi, Tichichis. It is believed that Chihuahuas come from a native dog of Mexico, the Tichichi. Tichichis were small mute dogs that were often kept by the Toltec people of Mexico around the 9th century AD. Drawing of Tichichis have been found on items engraved in Mexico dating back as far as 300 BC. However, it is unknown exactly how long they've existed. This is interesting. Like human babies, chihuahuas have a soft spot on their head. You know how when babies are born, they have that soft spot on their head? Well, on a dog, it's called a molarola. Molarola. Yeah. Can you speak English, Patrick? A morella occurs when a puppy is born and is found, and it is found on its forehead. When the skull is not fully formed at birth, there is a small spot between the skull. Between 80 and 90% of chihuahuas are born with morellas, most of which occur in applehead chihuahuas. Statistics show that 50% of chihuahuas born with morellas will have it for their entire life. So be careful, I guess. Be careful with their little. It also says that chihuahuas are useful service dogs because of their size. The world's smallest sniffing dog is a chihuahua crossbred. You might think that a sniffer dog needs to be, be big and tough looking to scare criminals, but not in all cases. Midge is one of the world's smallest police dogs working as a police canine in Yuga County, Sheriff's Office in Cardin, Ohio, right in the United States. Midge passed her narcotics dog training on November 7th, 2006. She's small enough to search school lockers and inmates' property and county prisons. Mm-hmm. The Aztecs worshipped Chihuahuas. Wow. Chihuahuas played a big role in Aztec civilization for both ritual rituals and as servants it is believed that yellow chihuahuas were there to serve so when an owner was soon to die the chihuahua would be sacrificed wow this was so the chihuahua would be ready and waiting in the afterlife to serve its owner red chihuahuas were thought to relieve the sins of their owner and were used in rituals at funerals and burials also goes on to say chihuahuas are the smallest dog in the world says that one of the smallest chihuahuas ever recorded was born in Puerto Rico weighing less than 0.5 ounces or just 14 grams, small enough to fit in a teaspoon. 
In February 2013, she was fully grown and measured 3.8 inches or 9.65 centimeter tall, weighing around 1 pound or 0.5 kilograms. Wow. All right, I think that's enough from the fact site about chihuahuas. I encourage you to head on over and get a tiny wrinkle on your brain today. Stick around, we'll be right back. There we go. Just like that, another one in the can. That went by a pretty quick episode 498, Seeking Help in the book and for the books, I guess. I don't know what I'm saying. So hopefully I get to dive this weekend. Like I was saying, we'll hold off. My fingers are crossed for the weather. It does show in the region I'm going in tomorrow. Right now it's 60% chance rain. I can dive in the rain. We can dive in the rain, but we cannot dive when it's thunder and lightning. So fingers crossed for me that there's no thunder. So pray to any of the thunder and lightning gods that um, it's nice for me tomorrow. Thank you so much for your time. The most valuable gift you could ever give me. It's something I can't give back to you. So I appreciate that too. Remember the quote, talking openly about your mental illness is not seeking attention. It's seeking help. Unknown. So if you are struggling or anything, don't be afraid to look for help. Don't be afraid. Talk to your loved ones. Talk to your physician. Pick up the phone. There's numbers you can call. Talkspace is an app you can get. All kinds of stuff. As always, too, do your best to stay curious and not judgmental. And I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Hey, tell a friend about We Live on a Planet. That's one of the ways it gains wheels. And come visit me over at my website, WLOAP.com. I'd love to hear from you. All right, my friends. Peace.